We are back with another episode of the Teach and Coach GA podcast. Excited as always to share another episode with you this week. Hopefully you enjoyed last week's episode with Danny Steele. We shared more about positive leadership. If you missed that one, I really encourage you to go back and check it out. Danny is an outstanding administrator who uh, who just pushes forth that positive leadership idea and uh, is really making an impact at his school and all throughout uh, sort of social media with what he is doing. So check that out if you if you haven't already. Uh, but this podcast has been outstanding for me because uh, it's connected me with so many different people, and hopefully you've enjoyed and seen those connections from people like Danny Steele to uh, teachers like Bo Bryson, who uh, just had this amazing journey that sort of took him in and out of education to where he is now uh, and the current role that he serves in. The opportunity to talk with Nearpod and learn more about what Nearpod is doing and the, the new things that they have coming down the pipeline uh, for uh, for educators and students is really, really awesome. Uh, to this week's episode where I had the chance to sit down and talk with uh, the CEO and co-founder of a new EdTech app called Literal. And first, amazing interview. I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, sitting down and talking with Lawton Smith, the CEO and co-founder over there at the new uh, Literal app, and uh, hopefully that comes through. He he was just outstanding, just a wealth of knowledge uh, on the the platform, but also on the why the platform was created, which to me was just fascinating to listen to, sort of the background of, of how it got started. Um, I'm not going to uh, spill all the beans of what Literal is all about. It is. Uh, truly just an awesome new tool that teachers are going to be using uh, and hopefully you'll uh, check out as well as as literal was kind enough to provide us with a uh, free promo code to learn more about the tool and be able to jump in there and and see all that you can do with that new literal app so be sure to check that out but without any further ado let's uh, let's jump into the episode with Walton Smith CEO and co-founder of literal Shout out to our new sponsor this week, Literal. Literal is a reading app that literally breaks down books into text-sized chunks, making them easier to read for your 6th to 12th grade students sitting in your classroom. Go to literalapp.com and enter promo code TEACH for a free educator trial. Welcome back to another episode of the Teach and Coach GA podcast. I'm excited this week to have CEO and co-founder of uh, an awesome new EdTech app called Literal. Uh, Lawton Smith joining me this week. Uh, Lawton, welcome to the show. Hi, Daniel. Pleasure to be here. And uh, just to give a sort of brief overview, and hopefully I, I nailed this, Literal is, is basically a, a new app that's going to engage readers by chunking content and sort of putting it, putting it in text format. Would that be a, a sort of broad overview to help get us started? No, yeah, that's a great, uh, you know, simple description of what it is. We we like to think of Literal as a scaffolded reading platform. It comes with different types of scaffolding built in, and uh, it's presented to students in a way that makes reading feel fun, engaging, and an authentic media experience, like something they would experience out of the classroom. Uh, I think that's probably a better overview than my than my description. So that that works. <laughs> Just to give a little background as we get started here, so that that folks listening have an idea when we're, when we're talking about literal, what it is. And, uh, and let's get rolling with sort of what you saw in the education world that led you to develop literal. What was, what was going on? What did you see that said, we need to help fix this? We have a, an idea, a product that can make this better. 
Yeah, well, Daniel, it, it's a good question. And before I answer that, let me just uh, once again say thank you for the opportunity to come and be on your show. You know, we, we really appreciate what you're doing and, um, you know, giving people an opportunity to sort of dive deeper into different solutions that are market and, and different uh, aspects of, of education in Georgia. And, uh, you know, Georgia is a great state. Um, it continues to struggle in a couple of areas. And one of the areas where it continues to struggle is in literacy. And in particular, uh, getting students to read, uh, you know, at grade level or above. And it's not unique to Georgia. It's not unique to Georgia. In fact, in, uh, and I'll answer your question here, you know, why does literal exist? In 2019, the nation's report card was released, and it came with some pretty startling statistics. Now, if you're in education, you know this, but it's good to reiterate it and, and talk about it again. But according to the nation's report card, if you look at eighth grade reading scores in particular, eighth grade reading scores were declining in 70% of U.S. states. Let me rephrase that again. Reading scores in eighth grade, this is pre-pandemic, were declining in 70% of U.S. states. And they were actually stagnant in the remaining 30. There was only one, Washington, D.C., that had reading scores that had actually improved year over year. Only one. So stagnant in 30 states, declining in 70. Now, for the teachers that are tuned in, the educators, the administrators, there's a lot of work that's put in to helping students read, to getting them to engage with the text. And, and it's so frustrating, I think, for all of us in education that we're putting our best foot forward, and these are the results. And we do see the successes here and there, and there's some just excellent educators. There's some wonderful best practices in the market that certainly have proven um, to, to engage students and um, contribute to improved scores, but ultimately, our students are not ready for college and career. They're, they're simply not. And if you look at not just the amount of time and energy from teachers and administrators that goes into addressing the problem of reading engagement, there's a lot of money in it as well. The U.S. federal government spends over $300 billion a year on secondary education. And so reading scores are declining in 70% of U.S. states. That's, that's a problem. There's a, there's, there's a gap in the market there. Absolutely. And, uh, and we took a look at that gap and, and thought that perhaps there were some creative, innovative ways from the business world that we could bring in there and, uh, and potentially put out to market a, a solution that, that would help address that gap. And I, I think from, from the research I've done, literal seems to be in a, in a spot where there's really not anybody else addressing that gap um, in, a, in a creative and engaging way like y'all are looking at doing. So this is to, for me, this is exciting. I, I, I'm a big believer. So the basketball coach of UCLA years and years ago, who is probably my, my favorite basketball guy of all time, John Wooden, uh, he has said that uh, when you're young, you think that all change is progress. And when you get old, you forget that there's no progress without change. And mm. <laughs> I think that's a great, a great way to look at, at, at something like literal, right? We, we have something new and, and we're seeing this gap and we have to recognize that we have to, we have to change. Um, uh, so that we can continue to progress with our students. So I think I think that is uh, is something that literal is definitely poised to do. Yeah, and Daniel, let me let me just respond to that real quick. First of all, excellent quote. I've never heard it before. <laughs> Send it to me after the podcast. I'm gonna yes, yes. I'm gonna keep that one around. 
um, and and you know you're right. There's there's no progress without change. And if we look at uh, the reading scores today and the continual problems that we have in education at engaging students and getting them to engage with literature, um, you know, change is required. We've got to do different. We've got to do different, and not necessarily in the in the pedagogy, not necessarily in um, you know the classroom practices, but we're simply in a different world today than we were ten years ago. Right. I mean, with the advent of smartphones and, you know, the Internet being in most homes with, with broadband access, there are certainly continual problems in rural areas with lower income. But by and large, most students have access to technology that we never even dreamed of 10 years ago. In fact, the, uh, the most recent batch of graduating high school seniors is the first batch of students to graduate having never known the world without the iPhone. Wow, that's, 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 inter- <laughs> that's crazy. It's a, it's a different world, right? These, yes. The students of today are growing up in a very, very different world than we grew up in. And that's change. And that's not change we asked for. It's change that happened. It was thrust upon us. <laughs> and, and we need tools. Right, the same way that the iPhone has proven to be this wonderful tool of distraction for all of us that have one, we need tools that can compete uh, where the students are after their time. And, and and we can talk more about that in a moment. But I, I want just to think about one thing: if you are out with your family and you go to a shopping mall, um, you go for a walk in the park, you pass parents and kids, and the kids are in the strollers. Um, you know, there's a new type of pacifier on the market, and it's called the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm picking on the iPhone, but it's, it's smartphones in general. And, then, right. and just, just look, as you go out in public, you'll see that, yes, there are still binkies. Yes, there are still pacifiers. <laughs> but by and large, kids in strollers today have an iPhone in their hands watching something. And think about the effect that that has on the way that brains process information, the way that they expect to consume information, the amount of quiet time and quiet space that's allowed in the brain to develop. And, and that change, that, that technology in the hands of students today and the habits that that technology instills is, is why we're here and why we're building what we're building. Absolutely. You, <laughs> as somebody with a two-year-old and a one-year-old who just got rid of all the pacifiers out of our home, saying the word pacifier or binky is is a little terrifying. Hopefully, none of my children heard that. <laughs> I'll, talk, I'll talk quietly. There Good we go. to you guys. <laughs> so, so diving into it, sort of the the nitty gritty now. So, you know, we we've covered the high points of what literal is. You know that that gap in the market that you guys are filling. Uh, diving into the details, what what is literal, and and how do you think it's going to meet the needs of those those learners today that are using iPhones and technology more? Well, to, to answer that question, let me not answer it. Um, and I'll, <laughs> I'll explain it in this way. Um, you know, with the advent of smartphones, uh, several really wonderful things happened in the market. Um, a lot of new applications uh, were put in the hands of the public. And uh, a lot of those applications turned what were formally um, uh, formal experiences into casual experiences. 
what I mean by that, and I'm, I know we're talking about literal, we're talking about education, but I want to talk about video games for just a moment. Because this is the world that our students of today live in, right? They live in a world of video games and streaming media and streaming entertainment, um, scrolling and swiping and tapping and, and everything that you do. <laughs> and um, when smartphones were released, prior to smartphones being released, if you were a video gamer, um, you had to go buy a console. It was plugged into your TV, by and large, and you had to sit in your living room and plug in and sit there and, and game. And, and, you know, those sort of video games were developed for, for gamers. Uh, they can be very complicated at times, complicated storylines, and, and it's just simply not for everybody, right? It's just not everybody is going to do that. However, mm -hmm. when the smartphone was released, all of a sudden you had this new format for engaging with media. And, and you had different times of day that you could now access that media. You didn't have to be in your living room. You could be on the bus, right, mm -hmm. and access that media. And, and because it wasn't as formal as an experience, we got the advent of casual gaming. And this is where you have games like Angry Birds and, uh, you know, um, Happy Bird and, and yeah. uh, all, all these types of accessible games, cut the rope on your phone. And that created an entirely new market of gamers. Kids that didn't game before are now gaming because it's accessible to them in a completely different format. Mm -hmm. and, and that paradigm is what literal is building for reading. If we look at what reading is historically and the way that we teach reading and the way that we encourage kids to engage with reading, think about what a, a book looks like on a screen today what does it look like it's black text on a white page it yeah. looks exactly like it did as it rolled off the gutenberg press 500 years ago <laughs> right i mean where's where's the where's the new where's the fancy right. where's the where's the taking advantage of the the power that we have in these devices that we're using um and so essentially because all we've done is transpose the reading experience from a printed book onto a screen without changing it, we haven't really harnessed that technology in a way that allows us to reach casual readers. What I mean by casual readers, and that's, that's a term that, that we really like, it means that not every student in your class is going to read A Tale of Two Cities from start to finish. Right. It's just they're simply never going to do it. And no, right. no amount of encouragement, no amount of instruction, no amount of, uh, you know, reading applications in the classroom that try to teach the parts of speech and how it all relates and, and the things that we have in the state standards with uh, um, symbolism and other things. You know, they're just not going to read A Tale of Two Cities. 365 pages of black text on a white page. They're simply that's not for them. Right. And yet we continue to ask every student in a room to engage with reading in the exact same way. And we think that there's a lesson that can be learned from this advent of casual access to content. And, and what literal does, and now, now I'm going to answer your question. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> After a three-minute intro. <laughs> um, but here's what literal does. Literal takes advantage of a screen. It takes advantage of the processing power that's on a computer, on a mobile phone, on a tablet, on a Chromebook. And we say, you know, 
that text, the authenticity of the text, the complexity of the text, that has to remain 100% as it always has if students are going to benefit from the study of that text. However, do we need to present that 100% authentic text in the same black text on a white page format that we've always presented it? And we think the answer is no. We think that there's a way that you can present text to a student in a way that is more colorful, more visual, more engaging, more interactive, and something that feels more like a native experience that they're used to on screens, something akin to texting or chatting, something akin to um, Netflix or YouTube. Right, these sort of media applications that they access on a regular basis. And so what Literal is, is it's a reading platform that provides visual scaffolds around text to make it more engaging, inviting, and accessible for all students. And that's the answer to your question, but I told you I wouldn't answer it. And <laughs> the, the, the reason why I can't answer it fully is because we are adding visual aids to text. And that cannot be experienced over a podcast. Right. You have to see it in order to fully experience it. So I would encourage everyone on the call, you know, pause the podcast at this point, <laughs> open up your computer, go to read, R-E-A-D, read dot literal app. That's literal app, A-P-P, -P, all one word, read dot literalapp.com and experience the visual nature of the application for yourself. And as you do that, I, I'll take a stab at, at describing a bit of what it looks like. And I, I want to go back to texting and chatting. Texting and chatting are the most ubiquitous forms of communication and uh, smartphone usage on the planet. The number one thing that we do with our phones is not make phone calls. The number one <laughs> thing that we do with our phones is send texts to each other, I'm, right? We chat. I'm sometimes disturbed when somebody does call me. I'm like, why don't you just send me a text? <laughs> exactly. Why, how come you didn't text me, right? And in fact, some, it, it's so funny. We, we consider it rude to call each other without texting first and saying, hey, yes. is it okay if I call you, right? On our or phone. Or leaving a voicemail. It's like, why'd you leave a voicemail? Just send me the text you need to tell send me. Send me a text, right? So <laughs> texting is the most ubiquitous form of entertainment. Let's talk about texting for, excuse me, communication on the smartphone. Let's talk about what a text is, for example, or a group message, group chat. Um, when texting was released on phones, uh, especially with the advent of group messaging applications like Facebook Messenger or uh, WhatsApp, for example, um, the manufacturers of the phones needed a way to help us visualize communication. And so they built in some visual scaffolds that make it really, really easy to understand who's talking in a group chat and what they're saying and who said what and who they are. And there are three scaffolds in particular that we can think of right off the top of our head. Number one, everybody in a group chat gets a profile picture. So you can see who's speaking, that's one. Number two, their name typically accompanies their profile picture. So you see their face and you read their name, you know exactly who is talking, who's responsible for a, an utterance or a spoken piece of text. 
And then, you know, in, in books, we typically put quotes in quotation marks, but on your phone, we don't use quotation marks, we use speech bubbles, right? And that speech bubble serves as sort of a, a modern quotation mark that's visually enhanced to help us be able to very quickly see who's talking, read their name, and then understand what they said because it's placed in a speech bubble. And we thought, looking at that, you know, if you think about literature, and whether that's historical speeches, historical documents, modern fiction, full-length novels, short stories, it's really just conversation. Whether that's narration or dialogue, there are people, characters in stories that say things to each other. Those characters have names, and we typically put it in quotation marks. What if we treated books just like we treat a group message with friends? And what if we could take all those same visual scaffolds that make texting and chatting so easy? What if we could wrap those around the text of a book? Once again, maintaining 100% the authenticity of the text of the original author, right? Whether that's Jane Austen, uh, Charles Dickens, Shakespeare, or uh, more modern authors um, like F. Scott Fitzgerald, for example, with, uh, with The Great Catsby. And that is the origin of literal. Literal takes real, authentic literature, and we put it in a group messaging format that essentially is scaffolded text that makes it super visual, super fun, and super engaging. And we do that without modifying the complexity of the text at all, and we maintain 100% what the author wrote. It's a completely transformative way to experience literature. And it will enable access to the casual readers in your classes, right? Those students that will never pick up the book and make their way through the book will log on and gladly open a modern media application that feels fun and engaging, and they'll experience text in that way. And this is what we're doing with Literal, and that is exactly the result we're seeing. Yeah, I, I would have benefited as a student back in the late 90s, early 2000s was something like this because really it wasn't until college before I became an avid reader. You know, through high school, I I would read a few pages here and there and I shouldn't give hints away to, to students that may listen to think, oh, I could do that too. But I would, I would read a page <laughs> here, a page there, the beginning, the end. And then I would write it like I'd read the whole thing because it just, like you said, it just wasn't engaging to me. And that was back with Sega Genesis and GameCube. Right. And now kids, <laughs> back in with what day, they're playing yeah. with, right, have have much more engaging content that's trying to steal their attention away from things like reading a book. So I think that is a, a huge, huge game changer for for reading. And another it's a small thing that you, you mentioned, but I think is a huge difference. So, you know, I, I teach for past three years online. And when I when I teach online, I have all these student names, but I don't usually see the student. Occasionally I do, but so I see these students in my brain, I create a visual for that kid of who, what they look like, who they are. Like it just, it's just that I don't know if I'm the only one, but just sort of the natural reaction. And then when I do run into those students in public, it's like, oh wait, you, that's what you look like. You didn't look like this, the kid I'd created (laughs) in my brain. Uh, So Uh the, the, the visual part of adding to those, those, you know, text bubbles to that reading, I think seeing those people that are part of it, I think is a huge, 
a huge deal. It, uh, it, it, it makes a difference to, to sort of plug a face and, and a text together uh, yeah. as they go through. And you know, what's really interesting about that comment, Daniel, is if, if, if we think about the way that, like, let's assume you and I read the same book, right? It's the same text. We experience the exact same text that the author wrote, you and me. But I guarantee you, and this is just in support of your comment, that what we see in our minds from that text is completely different. Right, The way you envision a character is not the way I would envision a character. You put a different face on a character than I do. And you know, it, it, this is particularly meaningful um, when it comes to uh, diversity in a classroom. Right, You have students from different socioeconomic, socioeconomic backgrounds, from different family cultures, from different um, ethnicities, from different social classes, uh, from you know, different sides of town. And even reading the same text, every student will experience it slightly different based on their frame of reference. And so what, one of the fun things um, with this visual scaffold of profile pictures is that within literal, we allow students to customize those profile pictures. Oh, that, I did not know. That's very cool. Yeah, so it's, some, it's a feature, it's, uh, you can click on characters. Once you're uh, reading a book, you can see the characters, you can click on that and you can actually change the profile picture. So that means that even though we are suggesting an initial set of characters that you can read a story with, with these, you know, once again, a profile picture for every character, um, we're, not, that's, we're not limiting it to our interpretation of the text or our suggestion. Um, so for example, my, my daughter, I have a 15 year old daughter, can't stand reading, not her favorite thing to do, but she absolutely loves alpacas. <laughs> and I handed her literal shortly after we built it and said, hey, I want you to read a book on literal and hey, look, you can change these profiles. So you were, you were mentioning that your, your daughter loved alpacas and that you handed her over the That's little right. app to check it out. Yeah. And what, so was, I, what was her I, thought? Within, within just a few minutes of handing her the app, uh, she had replaced the picture of every major character with an alpaca, a different alpaca, and, uh, and, and immediately dove right into the book because she, she, had no, she had no connection to the text. She had no relationship with the text, but because she was able to customize the text with something that she was interested in and invested in, it felt so much more personal and interesting to her. She naturally gravitated toward the text. And, and you, you can think of that if you've got a very diverse classroom, for example, and you've got, uh, you know, African-American students, you've got Latino students, you've got your um, Caucasian students in the classroom, your Asian Pacific Islanders, your uh, First Nation students. I mean, these students experience the world in different ways. And for them, their world is very, very visual. And they need to be able to um, you know, see the characters in the text the way that they would see them. And, and literal allows them to do that. And so without changing a text, it can make the text immediately more accessible for students of all backgrounds and, and allows them to experience the text in a way that feels familiar and fun. Absolutely. As you, as you were sharing that, it makes me think of, a, I used to always tell my students that, a lot of my my project stuff I did with my courses was project based learning, and my kids would turn in you know white background, black text in a picture, and I would tell them I would say that you could have the best content in the world, 
But if it's not visually engaging to your audience, they're not going to see all that content. And I think literal sort of falls in that same category, right? It's the, this book that the student should be reading could be amazing content, but if it's not visually engaging as well, they're not going to see it. And literal makes it visually engaging for them. So um, it's it's exciting. It, it's exciting to have something like that for uh, for students and and for teachers. Yeah, and you know one of the one of the other um, elements of literal that that makes it um, so valuable in a classroom setting. Um, is all of the art is modern art. So, uh, you know, we, we really um, lean into uh, modern media experiences and essentially we look at how students are spending their discretionary out-of-school time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the number one application used by teenagers with out-of-school time is YouTube, by and large. Mm-hmm. Uh, just behind YouTube is Netflix. And, oh, wow. uh, and then you, you drill down into, you know, the other types of social media applications you're using and others. But these modern media experiences are, are top quality. These are the most successful, most accessible apps in the entire world. And this is what students have grown accustomed to. If you're going to present them content and make it meaningful and interesting, you've got to dress it up in the right way. <laughs> to right. make it visually appealing, right? Just to exactly what you said. And so literal uh, takes, once again, the text. And in addition to the visual scaffolds, we have um, engaging modern art, which automatically makes the text feel something, even though you know, it may have been written by Shakespeare 500 years ago. Um, it makes it feel like a modern media experience. So with, with all that literal can do visually, what, what are some of the authors and books that, that you guys are, are jumping in and tackling and providing for, for teachers and students? Um, so there's, there's two ways to answer that question. Um, number one is classroom instruction, by and large, is driven by core curriculum. And in an, whether that's a social studies classroom or an ELA classroom where you're working with ELLs, there's some sort of curriculum with recommended texts that you have to teach from. And um, while those curriculums are becoming more diversified today in the text, by and large, uh, there are still texts from the literary canon that show up in everyone's curriculum, right? We're still reading Romeo and Juliet as well we should. Romeo and Juliet and Hamlet and The Great Gatsby and uh, you know these sort of core classics that we, we read in the classroom. And literal has those. Um, we, we have hundreds of titles to choose from, um, including these uh, public domain classic texts from the canon that you need to teach in your curriculum. However, as curriculums diversify, one of the other things that we're seeing in classrooms is uh, districts dictating independent reading time for their students. Texas, in fact, just passed a law requiring that students do some sort of self-directed reading in the class. And so you need to also couple those texts that you teach with your curriculum with texts that the students themselves will find interesting. And, you know, we're, we're taking a stance on what we think those texts should look like. And so it's a highly curated library of texts. Um, we have focused heavily on uh, diverse texts by diverse authors, which represent diverse themes. 
So you've got, uh, we've got books from uh, several First Nation authors on there that uh, have Native American protagonists, um, First Nation protagonists outside of America. They talk about um, stories uh, that show up in their communities that are meaningful and, and um, interesting and fun. There's some, you know, Harry Potter-like stories that take place in a First Nation setting that are just a blast to read. Uh, we've got a series of books from African-American authors that focus on African-American characters and themes. Um, we've got the same uh, with uh, Hispanic um, students. In fact, uh, we're celebrating uh, Hispanic Heritage Month this month, and we're featuring several of those Latino-specific titles uh, on the main page of Literal. And so by choice, we are curating a library of diverse content that we think will uh, lead to the diversity in the classroom and access to characters that may not, you know, you may not have explored their life before, experienced it. Now you have a chance to, and and once again, all presented in this fun, engaging format. So um, that's a quick quick snapshot of what we got. Yeah. We've got classic text and modern text too, primarily multicultural and diverse titles. Very cool. So as as a history guy, to follow up on that, is is there things that might apply to uh, to a history teacher, whether it be uh, you know primary documents, historical texts, things like that, that are going to make its way that way. Absolutely, yeah. And so, while the primary use case for literal is in an ELA or an ELL classroom, especially with your advanced ELL learners, um, there is also a great fit for literal in social studies classes. For yeah. example, so if you are reading the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, you can read the Declaration of Independence on literal. If you want to read That's the awesome. Gettysburg Address. You can read the Gettysburg Address as if you were receiving a chat from Abraham Lincoln. It's got his yeah. profile picture on it. You've got, you know, the text from the address and you just scroll through it like you do a text. And it, it all of a sudden something that was written, you know, 150, 200 years ago feels like it just showed up on your phone today. Right. Or your Chromebook or whatever device that you're reading on. And so, yes, there's a there's quite a few texts that you can find to, to support your classroom instruction across a variety of different disciplines. Awesome. And what is the response been? I have an idea based on my response so far from checking out literal. What is what is other teachers and students response has been so far? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I will share with you one of my absolute favorite quotes and and uh, I'll tell you overwhelmingly positive. Uh, you know, this this application was purpose built. It is fulfilling that purpose, and teachers across the country are providing us, uh, you know, just wonderful feedback of the experiences that they're having engaging their students. Uh, there's a story I love about, uh, it was a, an 11-year-old student, um, in fact, that, uh, and, and literal is intended for grades 6 through 12, just to provide clarity there. So we're, we're not built for elementary. We're built particularly for the middle and upper grades, which is when kids first get a phone. And that period when they first get a phone is typically associated with the dramatic decline in reading, right? The moment that you put all the distraction of the world in their hands in the form of a smartphone, uh, they stop reading. And, and literal makes it so that they can continue reading in a way that feels comfortable and familiar. But an 11-year-old uh, found literal on their own and wrote well, a note awesome. to their teacher. And... And this was the note, and I'll try to capture it verbatim, but the 11-year-old wrote a note to their teacher and said, Dear teacher, I would like to use literal in our class next term. Here are three reasons why. Number one, 
it's funner than books. That was the number one reason, right? It's funner than books. Uh, number two, it's free. And we mentioned we have two different types of text. Well, anything that's like a historical document, a book that's in the public domain, educators can actually access that content for free on the platform oh, wow. and use it in their classroom instruction. So students said it's funner than books, it's free, and oh, by the way, we get to use our phones in class. <laughs> right now, that's the kind of response that we're seeing over and over and over again. Uh, Literal is available on the web. We're also available for download in the Apple App Store and in the Google Play Store. Uh, if you look at our downloads there, we've got five-star reviews in both. Common Sense Education gave us a wonderful review uh, and rated us five stars out of five for student reading engagement. That's so, outstanding. Wonderful platform. We encourage everyone to log on and give it a try. That is that is outstanding. Yeah, I think you should change anything on your your homepage of the, of, of the literal app to it's funner than books. It's funner is, than books. <laughs> that should be the that should be the go to. And and you know what? It is. It is. <laughs> it is a much funner way to read. It is true. <laughs> well, Lawton, I am I am so grateful for you taking the time to uh, to come on and share more about literal. It is. It's an exciting new new ed tech app, new ed tech tool for teachers and uh, excited for you guys to, to see the growth and also excited for, for teachers and students to get it in their hands and begin using it more. So thank you so much and uh, good luck to you guys as y'all continue to grow. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Daniel. Have a great day. You too. Once again, a huge thank you to Lawton Smith, CEO and co-founder of that amazing new ed tech app, Literal. And just like Lawton said, we can talk a lot about the whys of literal, the need for literal, uh, the way that literal can engage students. But when you actually go to that website that Lawton shared earlier and look at literal, you realize just how big of a game changer this can be for students, right? Is it going to be for all of our kids? No, right? We have kids that are going to open up a book and they're going to be just fine and happy and engaged. But we have a growing number, more likely a majority of our students who have zero interest in opening up that book. And Literal App is a way that you can actually engage them, get them to be interested in reading again, because uh, it really, it's, it's, again, it's just a game changer. It is awesome and it is exciting to see people leveraging technology to reach and engage learners, and, uh, and Literal is doing just that. If you missed the website earlier, I'll put it down in the description, uh, and sorry, in show notes below as well for you. Uh, but it is, again, read.literalapp.com. And you can uh, check out sort of how that works, how that functions for kids. And don't forget, Literal is also sponsoring this episode. A huge thank you for them uh, for doing that. But also a huge thank you because they're providing us with a free educator trial. If you go to literalapp.com and enter the promo code TEACH, you'll get access to a free educator trial so you can really see exactly how this will work for your students. So thank you again to... Uh, to Lawton Smith for joining us. Thank you to Literal for sponsoring this episode and sharing that promo code. This is going to be an exciting new tool that educators now have in their hands and excited to see how you all use it. Thank you, for, as always, for listening. If you haven't already, tell a friend about the podcast. Tell them, hey, you know what, person down the hall, I've got this amazing podcast you should listen to. And uh, if you haven't already, interact with me on Twitter. Let me know what you think of the show. Uh, let me know if there's something or someone you would like me to uh, to discuss or interview. 
and uh, and anything that I can do to improve the show. It, it's not here for me. It is here for you guys listening. So thank you as always and have a great week. Music from bensound.com and called Sunny.